Did you have to crack your knuckles before I'm... Yes, because sometimes when I get excited for things, I crack my knuckles a little bit just as like a nervous thing. Oh, I do that just in general. But I was like, I was so excited for the sultry baritone sexy intro that you're about to give the mm-hmm. asmr that you were about to bestow into the ear holes of our listeners that i was just excited about it so please give it to us okay i'm gonna give it to you uh, hold on give it hold. to me let me get into position here i lost my slipper it's all right i'm gonna put the intro in now <laughs> nice Make it! This episode of Bacon Is My Podcast is brought to you by drinkwildbills.com, mm-hmm. poddex.com, yeah. manscaped.com. Dot com where yeah, you can yeah. get 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code BACONPOD and Mythical Beards where you can get 15% by using the code BACON15 on all your beard, beard accoutrements. Yeah, check out BACONISMYPODCAST.com for all of our uh, specials and promotional codes. Yeah. What's going on, man? Dude, uh... This week was was a bit wild. Yeah. Cool uh cool week of shows. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 this is after the fact, but so like this week of shows is really cool, but um moving forward from that, uh we're going to be in DC this weekend. Yeah. And that's going to be You're going to you're going to hear that episode before you hear this. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which uh, is pretty cool. That is cool. So it's like the past talking to the future and talking to the past. Inception. Is the top still spinning? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited for this episode because we talked to a model, a musician, a uh, but just like. Overall, like a, a just a fucking real person. Yeah, you can put you can what? put a lot of um, uh, labels, a lot of labels on her, and a lot of people do, and and rightfully so. And she and she is a um, an ambassador for a lot of different uh, groups. Yeah, and and things, uh, which is awesome. And we get into some of that, but uh, I think the most important thing to say about her is that um she's natalie newtonboom yeah and she's super that's, cool that's the, that i think that is number one yeah right that there. is number because, one because because she can be a lot of things mm-hmm. and she can be the torchbearer for a lot of things but she is her yeah i i absolutely agree i absolutely agree um so what else you got going on this week uh, what else do I have going on this week? Well, we I mean, we had a really cool conversation with our, with each other yeah. and oh, Kate no, yeah. Katz on the uh, drinks and discussion. Well, episode. that was that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, is it a couple weeks point. ago? Shit. No. Well, you know, spoiler, it was tonight. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So that was fun. That was a cool thing. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now that you've heard it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the Twitch stream, man, I, I, I love yeah. the Twitch stream. I love doing it. I know that, um, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it's definitely not. to the, like the people that enjoy, I listen when, when like when, when Silverstein did their podcast about their record, uh, misery made me where they were like, let's do a deep dive into each song. And they played the demos, and they played... I loved it. Uh, When Thrice was like, hey, Artists in the Ambulance revisited. Let's do a fucking podcast on it. Right. Man, I love that podcast. I don't want it to end. I know it's only got, like, one or two episodes left. But, man, I fucking love that shit. But we're we're doing it we're in the middle of it we're in the middle of creating a record and doing it as we speak so on thursday nights nine o'clock yeah go to twitch.tv.com uh that i'm sorry go to twitch.tv slash bacon is my pod yes we're gonna we're writing music we're we're not just writing music we're rewriting music yeah i don't know at what point uh as a listener, uh, whenever you listen to this, I'm not sure at what point we are in this process, mm-hmm. but I will tell you from the actual point where we are sitting right now, we've only done two of these episodes. Um, they have been super cool. They've been uh, pretty raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm anxious. I'm excited. And I'm terrified of what we're going to do with the rest of them because I have no idea <laughs> and yeah. uh and we're just gonna see how it goes yeah absolutely I I love the I love the just I love the writing process I love the recording process and I am terrified of the song like like the show aspect of things and I know that it's the complete opposite for you yes <laughs> so exactly so the opposite, for me it, which is like, hilarious but but now you've added the camera to it, and I'm like, fuck. Because <laughs> now it's a show. The whole thing now is it's a show. show. Now it's all a show. Now the whole so, thing is a show. You know what? If you want to see us at our most vulnerable and <laughs> right, it, it, like we we talk about a lot of shit on the show. If you want to see want to see us at our more vulnerable in the music sense, in the music while sense, we're writing, yeah. go for it. Twitch.tv. See if you like it. So yeah, if you don't, um, cool. Don't watch it. Yeah. If you do, cool. Watch it. Exactly. So um, we've talked a lot. Yeah, let's get in with Natalie. Natalie Newton Boom. Here we go. Right about now. Hey. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bacon Is My Podcast, where today we're joined by a model, a musician a overall really interesting person who we're going to talk about a lot of things especially based on her seven questions which if you haven't listened yet uh go back to the episode prior prime yourself then come back here even listen to this intro for a second time as you should. You got a sweet vocal fry happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I listened I listened to a podcast with Melissa Cross. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh today. 
okay. yeah, I was finishing up. Our, our buddy Tori interviewed her on, right. on their podcast. So, yeah, I love that. But anyway, everybody, welcome to Bacon is My Podcast. We've got Natalie Newton-Boom here. What's going on, dude? How are you? Everything. But I also want to say... Melissa Cross is actually one of my coaches. Mine too. <laughs> Melissa so Cross. I love her. Mine too. When you mentioned her, I was like, yes! Mel- Melissa Cross yeah. is fucking dope. I, I, I actually, like, started uh, doing Zen of Screaming. Like, yeah. that, that, that's how I learned. I, it's not how I learned how to scream. It's where I learned how to scream properly. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you are pr- probably the best that I know personally in that, that is able to do that style of singing, which is incredible. Uh, Melissa Cross changed my life with one lesson. Yeah. I I went and, and, and did a lesson with her and, um, you know, like I had sent her and I'm sure, I'm sure like you kind of maybe had the same experience, Natalie, where like you send her some stuff of you singing. I sent her like, um, a couple of my records and I didn't think she was going to even listen to them. You know, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll send them because whatever. Uh, and I showed up and she immediately started talking to me about like my songs and what my voice was doing in them and how I was using my voice. Um, she told me that I was, uh, you know, I, I always thought of myself as a certain, in the mindset of, I guess, chorus, which was the only thing I had to go by uh, in school was like, oh, I'm, I'm like a tenor because I sing high, right? And I, and I kind of get up there and she was like, no, you're, you're not. You're a baritone. You should be warming up this way. You should be doing this this way. It doesn't mean you can't sing high. It just means that the quality of your voice is this. And, like, changed my world. What was, what was like, your experience working with her? So she did the same thing with me, and I was like, well, I'm a deep singer. Right. And she's like, actually, you're a soprano, and you should probably <laughs> sing faster. It's, it's easier. And I was like, okay. And then the biggest thing I took away from her, because she, first of all, this is interesting. I've been trying to scream for fucking five years. I had a metal EP come out in like 2017. I re-released it. And like, I had to layer my screams just to get them to sound big and full. And it was so embarrassing because one time I had a TV crew come in and try to film me screaming and I couldn't do it. And that's when I was like, I need to learn uh, better. Um, but I, I just realized like screaming is probably just not for me, but she helped me realize that cause she was like, no, 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 no. Like I'll teach you how to scream later, but your voice, I want to work right. on your voice. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah. Fuck screaming. Let me teach you how to sing. Uh, cause like your voice, there's something there. And I was like, okay. And then she taught me pressure flow, which changed my damn life. Like I used it yesterday when I was recording and I was like, wow. What a fucking game changer pressure flow is. She is the shit. Yeah. Everybody remember above the pencil. Above the pencil. Yes. We are so out of focus right now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we're we're mostly an audio show. There you go. Is that what I gotta do every time? I just do that. Maybe. It's like it's like the uh, it's like the light, like the uh, the the movement light that right. you have on the outside of the house. Oh, we're we're playing basketball. Oh shit. <laughs> turn it so, off turn it um but yeah melissa cross is awesome but so so tell us uh, a little bit because one of the things that we were going to ask is uh so you've got covers out so far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um do you have original stuff coming out and what's the what was the uh the thought process behind releasing singles of covers and or and even a typo negative 
EP of covers. Um, what what is the whole? Uh, what's what's the thought process behind that? Well, for for me, basically, my strategy was, you know, I don't have a fan base yet. And so why don't I just cover a song that already has a fan base that I want to attract? Mm -hmm. So I did a pop song, I made it rock. And then I did a rock song and made a little bit pop. So it's like an interesting mix there. And so I was drawing in, you know, different fan bases that already exist, right? And so I was like, so these people can be like, oh, I care about that song. But if I release an original song, no one's going to care about it yet. So if I release covers, people already care about those songs. So they're going to be more interested in listening to them. So that was kind of my thought process behind that. And I am working on original stuff. I get keep asked, like, I get asked all the time, like, what's your next cover? And I'm like, I'm not doing one. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Um, because I really want to just get my actual writing and my voice and like my style and message out there next. And, um, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you maybe tackled... in a couple of years, maybe in a couple records, she'll put out that Dr. Feelgood cover that she's threatening about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I once opened a show, I opened a Halloween show dressed as Motley Crue mm -hmm. with Dr. Feelgood. Nice. Oh! Yeah. I, I apparently look pretty damn good in JLo pants, white jeans. They were JLo women's pants, but they hey. like they look like Vince Neil pants. I can't tell you how many times that I went and purchased uh, pants in the ladies section of places because those pants. While I will say, and and I will I will I will, I'm on the side of every woman out there. Put real pockets in the fucking pants. Oh yeah, put real that was, pockets that was in the fucking pants. Mind fuck. Why? Why would you just put the view of a pocket in the pants? Fuck that. <laughs> put yeah. a real pocket Both in the pants. Pocket. Yeah. Right. Uh, but man, they fit your ass nicely. Yeah. <laughs> they go, you know, they, they certainly do. Shapely, shapely butt pants. But yeah, guys' pants, they don't do that. Curves. You know, women naturally have more curves, so they're more accommodating. And I guess, you know, they're not as functional because it's really just to make your ass look good. So that's why they fake the pocket. <laughs> but right. see, you know what? As a guy, I want my ass to look good. Right. <laughs> I want my ass to look I, good. What the fuck? I don't keep anything in my ass I'm pocket. I'm not just for function. <laughs> <laughs> I got a jacket with pockets. That's where I Apple put my we have, we have, Yeah, we have a man bag with the fur. God damn it! <laughs> we have we have a purse now. I, I I have purse now because of you. Yes. So I, I mean, a, like I'm I'm fine, I, but I still want pockets. I am a man bag just in case. Cabin motherfucker. Yeah, like, I have so many bags. But uh, so so I back to the cover thing. Right. Like. Covering a Motley Crue shirt, I just realized. There you go. Uh, there. All right. <laughs> what made you? What made you choose Rocket Queen? And like, so, so uh, we're in bands, and we argue over covers all the time with our bandmates. So mm -hmm. we're in two different bands and and the same band, but like, you 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 argue over covers and stuff like that. And Guns and Roses comes up all the time, and. Uh, to go into a Guns N' Roses cover and go, well, I'm going to tweak it to be more me. Did did it all like a fan backlash or because you said you, like people care about the songs. I want to I want people to 
listen to them because they care about the songs and that'll attract that audience to me and they'll and you're enjoy just wiping my... out my future questions yeah no problem <laughs> uh like uh so putting your twist on a on a classic like rocket queen uh were you at all like worried about a fan backlash or anything like that Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I disabled the comments, because literally, like, for the first hour, it was just people being like, what is this fucking EDM? Your voice is so synthesized. What is this? Why is there synths on a Guns N' Roses track? And so I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to focus on my album without any distractions. So I disabled the comments because it's like, who gives a fuck? But I mean, I'll leave them on, like, in the future. But for the first, you know, big release like that, I wanted to have, like, the peace and quiet not to stress about that um but that is a good question and i'll say this like i'm a firm believer like the reason how i found my sound is basically i was going through every song i've ever loved and i was trying to cover it and i was like really thinking about what makes a good cover and to me it's if you have nothing to bring to the table in terms of something new if you can't put your own unique spin on it you can't make it new and it's just like, you know, another rendition of the song, right. then don't do a cover. Right. The reason yeah. why I love uh, Like a Virgin by Motley Crue is because that song is so different from the original version. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it adds a new flavor. And it's like, you, it makes you rethink the song. It gives a different perspective on it. And so I chose Rocket Queen because I was able to give a new perspective on it. And I did that also with Feel Me because it was giving a different perspective on it. Because when you hear the two different songs, like the original and mine, it's completely different. And that's what I think a really good cover should do is give you a new perspective on a song that already exists and that people love. I love that. that. Interruption! I was going to do the hold up. (laughs) But that was better. Nice. There's no time like today to take care of your your hygiene. Indeed, indeed. And one of those things that can help you if you're a man or a woman even. Yeah. Uh Manscaped. Manscaped can help you with their uh their lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. Uh, their lawnmower 4.0 has skin-safe technology. It's a ceramic blade. It's waterproof. It's got a nice little uh LED lights so this way you can mm-hmm. see Underneath all those those crevices. Shave your privates in the shower in the dark. Don't actually do that. Don't do that. But they, you that, could. Yeah, you could with Manscaped. Because you have a light. Indeed, indeed. And for guys, uh, listen. Uh, the perfect package point, uh, 4.0 yeah. is like where it's at for you guys. Because well, it comes with not only the lawnmower, not only the weed whacker for your ear and nose holes. Well, we got one. So, yeah. So, bring it up real quick. What you also get. So, yes. For one, you get the lawnmower 4.0, which is ceramic blades. It's not going to cut you. It gets, it's got a guard so you can, you know, make sure that you got a trim in some spots. You got yes. to the skin in other spots. You make sure that that beanbag's shiny. You know, we also have some. Package that beanbag in. Underwear. The underwear. Yeah. It's got the, uh, the little ball pouch. It does have the ball pouch. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Separate. It's technology. Um, this right here. I like this. Is for when you are shaving your balls. Yeah. It's little placemats. So this yeah, it's way. Like, it's like a newspaper. Yeah. But then you just, you, you shave them, you crumple it up, you throw it away. No mess, no huss, no fuss. Yeah. 
right? Is that it's also that got it some it's it's got some fun funny articles in it. It as does. Well, it so does. It does one you read. I recommend you definitely read it, yeah. but not while you're shaving your nuts. No. Uh, there's the ball deodorant. Yes, I, I use it every day. Crop preserver. And the Crop Reviver. I don't use it every day, but I have used it plenty It is times. pretty fantastic. You need that midday spritz. Yep. Just pss, pss, go for it. Freshens you up right away. Who doesn't love a little spritz on the bean bag? Exactly. And where do I keep it all? Well, right here. The shed, baby. You know what? The shed is a pouch for the things to clean your pouch. Exactly. Right. Right? I use it personally for my toiletries when I travel. You do. I've it's, seen it. I, I've got I've got multiple. I've got a few of them. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off this entire order plus free shipping. Uh, not only can you get the Perfect Package 4.0, but you can sign up for their program where they will send you new stuff automatically. New blades. Every month, every two months, every three months. You decide. You decide what you need. If you need new blades every three months, they'll send you new blades every three yes. months. If you want to check out uh, maybe the crop mops. I can't talk about the crop mops enough they're my favorite thing yes uh, get those get those every month when you anyway, come and you hang out with us and we see you and stuff like that we always have crop mops on our person so yeah it's make like sure a business card us. but for manscaped and not us yes so go ahead yeah manscaped.com promo code bacon pod 20 percent off free shipping call it a day thank you very much yeah i always i always tell my band like i refuse to do a cover I will always do a remake. Yes. And, and that's kind of my mindset going into it mm -hmm. is like if if we're not able to if we're not able to add something to it that at least I think makes it cool that adds an element of cool and different to it, then I'm kind of like why do it? You know what I mean? Like what's mm -hmm. what's the point? All I'm doing then is I'm doing a worse version of a great song. Yeah. You know, cuz because no matter what, no matter how good you do it, you're either going to do it as good as the artist, which you're still not the artist, or you're yeah. going to do it worse than the artist. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like you have to kind of approach it with like, okay, how can I make this mine? Mm -hmm. What if so every time we do one is it's always kind of like, okay, um, here's the progression. Here's the melody. Here's the lyrics. Now, if I brought this in as a song, how would we make it? versus yeah. like you know like and and it's tough sometimes when you're dealing with other musicians because they're like oh this part has to be there and i'm always like why why does that part have to be there or why does it have to be done on the same instrument like you said you got some shit for like um adding like synth and some some things to it it's like no it's like if that's what you're hearing then that's what you should do and that's what art is so mm -hmm. to to ask the question that I, i'm gonna kind of still get it in there because i thought it was uh, I thought it was worth it, and he didn't quite get all of it with your question, was um, why do you think... So rock music, to me, has always been rebellious. Mm -hmm. And it's always been uh, about expression. It's always been kind of a... It's been androgynous at times. It's been, you know, like, within the artists that are doing it, there's this openness to everything, to all these mm -hmm. experiences, and and uh, there's very few like closed doors when you're talking about the artists that are making it. But for whatever reason, the audience 
tends to put up these barriers around it like it has to be a certain way. Hmm. Like, why do you think that? Why do you think that is? It's something that I've noticed, and I just think it's kind of weird. And like you said, you were getting talked about that. You were getting some backlash of like, you know. Why would you put this in it? And, you know, even you're a girl doing a uh, Axl Rose song. What the fuck? You know, like, or, or whatever number. I mean, you're a girl doing rock music, which inherently, for some reason, some people have issue with. Right. Which I've never understood because we can point to um, there would be no rock like we know it without so many of the female artists that that have paved so many different ways right? and so many different I mean, it's fucking crazy to me that you would like, look at the runaways and look, you know, look at Blondie, look at Blondie, look at Alanis Morissette, look at, look at all these incredible female artists. So why do you think the audience is, is so like, I guess, protective of things that the artists themselves are probably the most open about. I would say that rock is a very interesting genre. I mean, you know, before the the song came out, I was interviewed and um, the guy was like, are you prepared for backlash? And I was like, huh? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, okay. um, and then he was like, yeah, because it's not like a very warm, huggy genre. And I'm like, no, you're right, definitely. I mean, just seeing like how some of my idols, the Butcher Babies, were received. Maria Brink from yeah. this moment were received. I was like, holy shit, you know. Um, but to be honest, it's like rock, it has an audience, it has a fan base. And I don't want to talk too much shit because that's my fan base a little bit, you well, know. Ours, ours too. Ours too, yeah. And, and yeah, I'm ready yeah, to talk shit about them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're not my fans if, you know, they hate sex. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Like, I if you got to close mine, you're not a fan. Fuck you. Right. Yeah, you're not a fan. Like, to me, my fans are truly open-minded people, and they want unfamiliar. They want yeah. new. They want refreshing, fresh, new, you know, leading edge. And, like, a lot of the rock audience is just not evolving, is not keeping up. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm people who are very close-minded and they're like kind of like purists you know they're like if it's not like this then it's not real rock you know and right. to me i'm I, like, I what? like what's real rock what's <laughs> crazy what's and- pure about rock like the word pure alone suggests clean right and rock should never be clean dirty well, it's, it's rock it should and be roll. dirty and rough and a little rugged and it might cut me and there's probably going to be an infection involved well that's that's the other thing too that that i don't get is especially like rock metal punk you know like hardcore that kind of stuff even even when i was in like my my bands way back um we were just not heavy enough for the hardcore punk scene and we weren't heavy enough for the metal scene it's like uh, wait but isn't rock supposed to be this rebellious different thing like i'm not sitting here doing something that's crazy polished or anything like that right but like isn't it supposed to be different isn't it supposed to be against the grain it's isn't an anti-establishment isn't by anti- nature right it's it's supposed to be anti anything for for a reason and you're you're shunning me for not doing exactly what you do don't you don't your ears get fucking tired? <laughs> like yeah. rock and roll is a is a is a is like a, a 
a term that they used to describe the sex that they wanted to make sure that no one was having. <laughs> that's right. That's where the words came from. Right. Right. It was like, this music's going to make kids want to smoke reefer and have sex. And it's like, no, they already want to do that. This music's just going to give them a great soundtrack while they're doing it. It's going to give them a nice mixtape. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all. And don't we all deserve that? <laughs> I think we all I fucking agree. deserve that. I agree. No, but you had some, you said something there that I was like, yes, because, you know, I was thinking when, after I read those comments, I was like, you know what? I can't win. And, you know, I was talking to my metal mentor, um, Mary Zimmer. She's also one of my vocal coaches. And she was saying, um, she's like, you can't win. I'm sorry. Like as a female, especially you can't win. And I was thinking, I'm like, if I can't win, that means I've won. Because that yeah. means I'm truly doing something different and I'm not people-pleasing and that's fucking rock and roll if I ever heard it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not doing it right unless you're making somebody mad. Yeah, exactly. When I had you know? haters, I was like, great. I made it. <laughs> Say it all, baby. Yeah. Say it all. <laughs> yeah. So Shameless um, plug. Nobody's ever mad at us. Like, we're... <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a shameless plug for you. Yes, I appreciate the shameless plug, though. So I actually I, – I, I had a question that was about that, but um, it's, it's also easy to fall into this kind of like mindset of talking about all the, uh, all the shit that, that we hear or like the negative things that have been said to you or just as – I mean, shit, you're, you're a musician and a model. What more cutthroat, like, crazy Industries. fucking businesses can you choose to be in? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, that's, that's, yeah. on like, hey, on my off time from having to, like, feel like shit and fight for my place, I want to feel like shit and fight for my place. <laughs> like, oh, my right. God. Right. And it's like, so it's easy. It would be easy to get into like, Hey, let's talk about all the shit you've heard. Cause you've heard so much of it. I know my, my girlfriend is, is in an incredible, um, all girl punk band called Jackknife Stiletto. She also works for a major touring artist. She works for Joan Jett and she does her lighting and stuff. So every day she has to hear how, do you need somebody to pick this up for you? Oh, uh, are you here to see your boyfriend? Are you like all this, the normal shit that people hear and it's really easy to get caught up in that so i don't want to do that and what i wanted to ask you and and i'm going to read it exactly how i phrased it because it's going to let the listener know some of the things that that are are easily aimed at you probably mm -hmm. um but so so here it is and i'm going to read it like i read it I, I i wanted to ask as a queer multicultural plus-sized asian-american at times blonde, <laughs> female, you've definitely had to develop a, a thick skin to backlash negativity from probably every culture and every genre and group of people that you also represent, right? Yeah. Um, so what I want to know is what's something positive that someone has said to you or an experience that helped you feel included and supported while navigating all this and doing all this because it's really easy to jump on the other side and there's a million but i want to know what like what's something that stuck with you that somebody said or, or experience 
Um, well, I used to get a lot of DMs from women basically being like, hey, you inspired me. You know, I had this one girl. Um, she said that, you know, she was at work and she couldn't fit into like the uniform they gave her. And they said, lose weight or you're fired or something crazy like that. And she ended up, you know, finding a better job and, you know, being like, fuck you. I don't need to lose weight because she saw my pictures. Nice. Um, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, um, because I'd be lying to you if I said like, I, sometimes wake up and like i i sometimes want to change too sometimes i want to lose weight sometimes i want to do this sometimes i wish i was different and then i look at that thought and i'm like the reason why i'm like you know successful and i'm celebrated or whatever is because i'm different and so i encourage all my fans and you know whoever's listening whatever makes you different own the shit out of it because i wouldn't be on the cover of vogue japan if i wasn't you know plus size i don't think and i wouldn't right. you know me and my sister too we wouldn't be so groundbreaking or whatever um if we weren't different if we weren't this and i definitely get a lot of like oh you're not asian enough you're not white enough you know you're not this enough or right. you're too much and it's like Again, <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I'm different and I'm a melting pot of things and I love it. And I, you know, used to fight myself on it for so long. And now I'm like, damn, I love all this stuff about me. And I encourage everyone else to, too, you know? Nice. Do you ever feel like some of that, like, and, and this, this was my follow-up question to this, is... Um, when I was when I was looking up like interviews that you've had or, or, or things that were written about you or things that you've done, uh, literally every article started with uh, trailblazer, role model, representation, um, all that kind of stuff before they ever got into what exactly you were actually talking about. It was mm -hmm. more about the fact that because because of your ethnicity or because uh, of plus size modeling or because like you were a representation or a flag bearer for some group, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Like I'm not, I'm not at all saying anything's bad about that, but what does it feel like for you to, to kind of be called these things just for kind of like being who you are, you know, like if you, if you come out as something and you're just trying to make music and then somebody's like, Oh, you're also queer cool you are we're now going to put your face on this flag and you have to represent us uh does that yeah. <laughs> do you do you feel like that like just trades this this box that you're not allowed into with another box that you now have to fit in oh like, definitely is there, the, is there pressure there like to you're yeah. you can never lose weight because yeah, if I'm you do you don't represent that. anymore and you're a sellout and you know like yeah. do you feel that or are you able to kind of like appreciate that people are appreciating you for those things, but then also going, Hey, you know, like, uh, I still gotta be authentic. I still, I, I still, uh, you know, I don't always have to stand for something. I, you know, like I, I gotta be me regardless of what that is. Yeah. I think like the natural human instinct is to label things and categorize them and, you know, compartmentalize them. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is like who I am today, it's going to be different than who I am tomorrow. Like we are constantly shifting in and out of who we think we are and changing that and stuff. And so, you know, I always keep that in mind when I look up to someone as like, you know, 
they're going to be a different person tomorrow than they are right. going to be today. And I give a lot of room for myself in that way too. And I understand that maybe people might not, because I used to fluctuate a lot in weight. Like um, I had lost almost 50 pounds um, during quarantine. And then I had a lot of people being like, damn, you look so much better. <laughs> and then I had a lot of people being like, like, what the fuck happened? You were my hero. And right. then, you know, so it, it's like that. And then I had to gain that weight back because I was in um, a movie where I was a plus size model, the only plus size model in the movie. And so okay. I had to gain it all back and then like lose some of it after. And so it was a lot, you know, mentally. And I had to deal with a lot of those things of like the labels and things like that. And that's something that I'm definitely thinking about with this upcoming album because this whole album is really just a celebration of being queer and fucking rock and roll yeah. and i have to remember that like people might just be like you're queer forever and <laughs> right. know me only for that and so i have to be very careful on how i balance it and not be too much of one thing you know, because there was a period of time where I was like really fully vegan and I was like putting it on all my stories and stuff. And then um, I was really struggling with it and I'm still not all the way vegan, I'm trying, but like, I was like, oh shit, like now everyone's gonna know me for the vegan thing. And if I don't wanna be vegan anymore, I'm fucked. Cause people are gonna hate me and be like, you hypocrite, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know? how, do you, how do you deal with that? How do you stay like, like you're, how do you stay being an authentic artist if you have to worry, if you have to fit into somebody else's definition? The truth is, is that you say fuck the definition. Because Good. I'm, I'm know, glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because partly the reason why I love, you know, Lady Gaga, she's like my idol. And, you know, is because she never said this is me. She's mm -hmm. always changing. I mean, just look at her career. Like, she did Joanne, which is kind of like a country oh, yeah. album, wearing a cowboy hat. And then she fucking, you know, used to wear wigs and crazy meat dresses and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. she never said, I'm this and I'm this. And so nobody could really attach to that because she was always changing. And so for yeah. me, I'm like, I'm always changing and I want people to know that about me, <laughs> you know, so they don't get attached. Evolution. I feel, I feel yeah. like, I feel like she, she did more of like her and communities identified with her mm -hmm. yeah as opposed to the other way around where it was like i identify with this community i think that's a great yeah. point like that's i think that's the proper mindset is i'm me and if people identify with me cool but i'm not going to shape my identity to identify with them yeah. right exactly exactly yeah. and that's how i am you know um, and I do say things like I'm queer, I'm plus size or whatever, but like, it's really like the press that has put those on me as like, mm -hmm. you know, shining a light. This is why she's different. So I'm going to talk right. about this, but I'm like a million fucking things and I'm always changing. And that's the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I could yeah. describe myself, I'm always changing. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't even have a definitive answer, you know? Well, and to some extent, you have to lean into certain things just because it's so hard to get press these days. Yeah. So if 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 someone in the press is going to lean on an aspect of of you or your personality, yeah, what you do. then by all means, bring it. Like, talk to me about that specific topic. And if you're going to print stuff about me here, do that. So I completely understand that. But uh, yeah, it's always interesting to me when when I see stuff like that. I wouldn't have even thought 
um, you know, because when I was looking into it, I was like, let me listen to the music. Let me look at the modeling. Let me look at what you've done. And um, the 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 fact of, you know, queer being a thing was like, oh, okay, cool. That's an interesting thing about you. Uh, mm -hmm. Plus size. Okay, that's a thing about you. But mm -hmm. you're an artist. Let's talk about that. Let's figure that out. You know, you're, 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 you're you've said like putting on a persona for a song or, or for your art. That to me is like super interesting. Those are interesting things to talk about. Um, but I guess, you know, if somebody wants to lean into another aspect of your personality, sure, absolutely. But I was just wondering how much pressure that puts on you to kind of like, okay, I got to make sure I'm always representing this group in a certain light. And does that have an effect on like, if I want to do a cover song, do I have to be, do I have to look up and see what I'm picking to make sure that, okay, I love this song, but... Uh, this person said something shitty on a tweet like 10 years ago, and I didn't know that they were canceled and awful. And now I'm mm -hmm. doing their song, and now I'm going to be judged by it, and it's going to fuck with my life. Versus being like, yo, it's rock and roll. Separate the art from the artist, and I'm me, and, and fuck you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't even look at the pressure. To be honest, the pressure is all fake. Cool. Who's putting the pressure on you? You. You, It's like yeah. your choice to say, like, that person's opinion really fucking matters to me. And yeah. it's like, of course, people are going to be your fans for little things about you, right? So mm -hmm. there, I have fans who like my music and then fans that just like my modeling and they don't care about the music. And I'm okay with that. And I'm, I mean, that's how it works. It's like some people are fans of Cardi B because of her personality and some don't give a shit about her music. And right. it's just the way it is. And, you know... I accept that. It's like, I don't argue with that. I don't fight against that. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, it's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, and listeners, that's what rock and roll is. Yes. <laughs> Quick reminder that this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Mythical Beards. Check them out, mythicalbeards.com. You can get stickers. You can get hoodies you can get all that kind of stuff but most importantly you can get shit for your face keep your beard fresh keep it clean keep it groomed if it's good enough for mick foley god damn it it's good enough for us i'm wearing the kraken right now i am actually wearing the dracula nice and that's why i smell like an old-time barbershop if you go to mythicalbeards.com and use the promo code BACON15, you get 15% off your entire order. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, where you can also get 15% off of your order of all spices, grilling rubs. They're uh, delicious freaking sauces. Yes, delicious sauces, all that kind of stuff. Every season is grilling season. If you like to cook. Yes. So definitely check it out. Grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code. Bacon. Because it'll keep grilling season all year fucking long. 15% off with the promo code. 10% off at drinkwildbills.com where you can get all kinds of great sodas, which we've seen lots of mixers for. So keep sending them in. Hashtag drinkwildbills. Hashtag what's your bacon. Mm -hmm. Send us your your beverage options of choice and yes. also poddex.com you can see them in an, another part of the show yes indeed. but both of those 10 percent off you use the promo code bacon so yes. check it out let us know what you think let us know what you got use them find them if you can't remember what we just said go to bacon is my podcast.com 
Everything's there. Check it out. Thanks for watching. Yes. Right? Stop trying to make it so pure. What I what I do so so we talked about like a couple of things there. Uh, we, uh and we talked about it in the what's your bacon in seven questions. So mm -hmm. the vegan thing. So cheese destroys me. Like I I get I get super sick after cheese. But I've been trying to find like a lot of um cheese is life for me. So Right, right. Different thing. So so like there's a time and a place for me for cheese and I'll I'll, I'll pick and choose my battles. Uh but what I will say is I've been finding out a bunch of uh, alternatives for cheese. Uh, Vo Life, not a sponsor, could be. Yeah, we'll, we'll take your money. Uh, <laughs> that's that's been really good for me, like uh, for for like uh, pizzas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I like there's a local pizza place, Umberto's. They do that vegan cheese. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. All right. Uh, but we talked about the queso, uh, Amazon. They have something called magic cheese, and it's a powder Ooh. that you mix with water, and it is fucking delicious. And it makes it, it's like queso. Science it's is amazing. basically like queso. Uh, and there's not, like, Jen, my wife Jen, she kind of like, she looks at packages and goes, okay, yeah. this is all going to kill you. Right, right. Or or this <laughs> right. no no she doesn't do that she doesn't do that she she like, said no this is you this can is have like this weird. but we're not giving any to our kids this is this is not good for you <laughs> right like that but the back of it she was like no this is this is legit this is pretty good um so yeah magic cheese magic highly cheese. recommend it highly recommend it I I pop a little bit of hot sauce in it shout wow. out to the buddies at wow. uh, hot sauce uh, hot sauce strange candy. Way. But is it Strange Candy who uh, yes. yeah, hooked us up? A little Great. bit of rocket fuel in there, and I made it up. Oh man, it's it's a it's great. It's great for uh, nachos. It's also great for Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks are, are also amazing. so. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind. Magic cheese. Grab it on Amazon. Magic cheese. Are you a spicy food person? Yes. In fact, I um. My uncle got sponsored by Takis, and when I found out, I was like, oh, let's please send me some. And that's, his, that's his jam right oh. there. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm, like, actually addicted. I, like, literally, I take um, Tums. I take peppermint tablets, uh, peppermint tea. <laughs> I have anti-cramping pills from my doctor so I can eat them. Like, that's amazing. I'm addicted. And I literally, they sent me, like, this giant PR package and like gave me a lifetime supply and I literally had to give some to my friends because oh. I thought I was going to go to the hospital if I ate all of them. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Takis are great with hummus. Ooh. Yes. Really? Yes. My friend said the same what, thing and I was like, for real? What, what oh, kind of Takis though? For like, real. Uh, I, I'm the Fuego. I'm the, that's, that's like the OG yeah, Takis. I don't like the other side flavors. Like the blue ones taste like chlorine to me. Yes. So I didn't like those either. I was we, like, we, we tried them on a tasting. Yeah. Here. I was like, this is, this is off. Something's wrong here. This is Windex and Takis. Yeah. Literally Windex. I like the Fuego ones only. Yeah. Fuego's, Fuego's key. We, uh, the popcorn's actually pretty good. The popcorn was pretty good. Yeah. Takis popcorn. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I like because um, they send me all the flavors, and I definitely think that the original is like unbeatable. But the popcorn was good. Yeah, they were, there's something special about it. Just like the the rolled little tortilla esque, you know, like form factor of it, and then like how orangey red it is. It's and then wait, wait, just... wait. I have to ask this. I have to ask this. 
when you eat them, so there's two different ways to eat them. You yeah. could suck off the powder and then mm -hmm. eat it later, or do you just eat it? Like don't I suck am, them. I I am not a powder sucker. I just eat it. He he only does. <laughs> He only he only looks at me and sucks off the powder and then eats it to make me feel uncomfortable. I do that. <laughs> I do. I I like I I I am a a fan of putting anything phallic in my mouth and and maintaining eye maintaining contact eye contact with eye whoever contact. I can at any time. <laughs> oh I bring a banana to work at School of Rock every day. Yeah. I don't look at the children, but I do look at the other teachers. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am, but I am not a, uh, I am not a talkie sucker. I, uh, but I, I do know that method. Uh, I will say that when, when I did uh, have them with hummus, it leaves so much of the dust in the hummus that the hummus becomes orange, but Ooh. it takes on a little bit of that flavor. So then later, when you take a pita and you go in that hummus, you get a little oh. talkie with it. <sighs> So you've now flavored Ooh. your hummus in an amazing way. Oh my God. Now I have to try that. You do have to try that. And when you do, hit me up and let me know how great it was and I will say you're welcome. <laughs> okay, wait, real quick. One last question about it. Yes. What do you, what drinks do you pair with your Takis? Like what's your chaser? <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's a good question. I, I usually, it's either whiskey <laughs> You know, I'll do like an Irish whiskey with it. Uh, if I'm not drinking whiskey, I'm usually drinking water. Yeah. I, I just like a lot of water. Um, but I do have a soda stream. And so I'll mm -hmm. make I'll make like uh, soda water and I'll and I'll use like um, I have lemon essence and I'll, yeah. I'll drop a few of those in there. So I'll have like a, a little uh, soda water with a little lemon essence. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the talking. lemon is good I don't want to because... wash it out. I don't want to. I feel like the lemon essence would be good too because it like the takis already have the lime. Yeah, it's oh, a little citrus, yeah. you know. Yeah, that is good. I use um, I drink like the ghost Gatorade flavor. You know, like the I think it's like cherry glacier. It looks like oh, yeah. oh it's yeah. white, yeah. right? Water. It's the white, white but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's my favorite um to drink, and I pair it, and I just. For some reason, like I always watch RuPaul's Drag Race when I eat Takis, so now I can't watch that show without eating Takis. <laughs> I am uh, I'm gonna pair Drag Race with some Takis and see what that's like. Uh, I will yeah. recommend um, the cucumber lime pepino Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Also. Yeah. Which is that's it's a hard good to one. find. It's, yeah. It's hard to find. What but color? It's, like a, it's it's green. Green, and it's like green. a lime cucumber one. And I've found it more on the West Coast, and occasionally I'll find it like somewhere in in New York. I'm, I'll, I'll see it, yeah. and if I see it, I immediately buy like a few of them because yeah. it's it's great. Uh, our buddy Alex from from Hands Like Houses, yeah, uh, he yep. he was the one who was like, I have this, and he he put like tequila in it, and we were, we were like, well, uh, what? Yeah, that's a thing. Cucumber <laughs> lime lime papino. Oh. It is. It is. It is something. I guess pepino is the is the word for cucumber. I guess so. Um, I guess I don't know. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, not not to take us off the taquito discussion here. Yeah, we could talk but, taquitos all night. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you talked about demons uh, keeping keeping the pillows. Yes. Are you a uh, Are you in or like a, currently a cult a haunted? <laughs> Sorry. A haunted. A haunted. Uh, Apartment, house, whatever it may be, dwelling, or uh, you uh, you just saying that for fun. 
Well, and how are you? How into demons and the occult are you? <laughs> uh, here's what I think. You know, my family has an energy healer, and she clears negative energy out of our house every, you know, whatever, like once a year or something. Um, and she's pretty good. I mean, but like to be honest, my house isn't haunted. But I think when I what I'm saying is with demons is everyone has like that weird. Um, irrational fear, right? So, like, if mm -hmm. you leave your foot hanging at the end of the bed, you're like, oh, someone's gonna grab my foot, you know? Right. And so, for me, it's like I always sleep with pillows behind me because I don't want to turn around. And there's like, I guess <laughs> one time I was watching back in the Vine days, right? There was somebody who pulled a prank on this girl where she was sleeping and she turned her head, and somebody put like a mannequin head behind her. Oh. And Fuck I was that. like, if somebody fucking did that to me, game over. I'm dead. I'm Fuck gonna have that. To <laughs> yeah, I'm out. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna put pillows there, so in my head it's blocked off. It's not an option. <laughs> right, there's a barrier. There is a See, barrier. See, like, because you made a have... fort. You made a fort. <laughs> Since yeah. children, we've been we've been, we've learned that we make forts. Pillow forts. Yeah. Pillow forts. We make the forts exactly. to keep us safe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we we have we have like people like paranormal people on the show every once mm -hmm. in a while and stuff like that. We we've had uh, like Dave Schrader and and uh, Patty Negri and uh, you know Katie Stafford. So and and we have a a fun little tool from Katie Stafford the uh, the ink box. It's the a it's box, a it's yeah. a ghost box. These are all people on on the Travel Channel that have done the haunting shows and all that kind yeah. of fun stuff. My so like friends with the videographer for um zach bagan's show ghost adventures oh yeah okay. ghost i went hunters, to the ghost right. adventures place too with me and my psychic friend and that was a whole thing but well you're you're I, in vegas so bit, yeah like, just a little Patty. bit like i went to uh like a house like i didn't know the house was haunted and i got it yeah. from my dad my dad's extremely psychic and i went to this haunted place in new york and you know it was just friends or whatever we didn't even think about it being haunted and i was just started crying and i had like a panic attack and i was like what the fuck is happening and then and then my friends like oh by the way this place is really really haunted and i was like i literally had to leave the place because <laughs> i couldn't breathe i was like i felt like emotions that weren't mine it was really strange oh, wow yeah. have you did you like growing up did you have like do you remember ever kind of like being sensitive to shit like that or was that like the first time that you were like what is happening it's almost kind of like a period where it like happens at a certain age and it, okay. like it's like a gift that you get like at a certain age so like my dad got it at a certain age my sister had like sleep paralysis and she saw demons oh, at a certain age oh, um fuck. only okay. in my dad's parents house is like extremely haunted and so um my dad had it like pretty much his whole life but like for me it didn't happen until very recently and i've always been like super interested in his gift i'll be like dad can we go to the queen mary so i could see what you feel <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> just got a camera on him the whole time like what's going on <laughs> what's going on man well it's funny yeah, because literally, i was like looking over him and like do you feel anything do you feel anything so we'll be we'll always be like out somewhere and i'm like do you feel anything you know and sometimes like it'll be random like we'll go to like some bar and my dad's like bad energy here we'll be like okay gotta go and meanwhile it could it might not even be spirits it's just like right. somebody was having a bad day and it rubbed off on the place you just don't know <laughs> that's nice. too funny nice. yeah it was, it's funny because like because jen jen has had the like she's my wife is 
super sensitive to, to energies, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, when we were, we were in our old apartment, she saw apparitions and, and stuff with, uh, and it turned out that it was, uh, an el- older gentleman that lived in the apartment complex below us, uh, as a younger person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just, uh, a dummy. Um, <laughs> that's the best way to say it. Like, like spiritually and, uh, personally just kind of like a dummy mm-hmm. where I, I didn't like feel or whatever for whatever reason you know i wasn't open to all that stuff and then i eventually became like pretty open to it and uh and we actually went to a a concert out in connecticut and uh this bar like we went to a concert and this bar was on yale campus and on the side there was a like a sidebar and like basically private bathrooms. It's just past the stage. And, um, nobody was in there. Like no, there was one bartender and nobody, nobody was in there. So we went in and we were like, Oh, this is our spot. Like, this is fucking great. And we come back out. We're at side stage. This is great. And, uh, she went to the bathroom. She comes out and she goes, it's haunted in here. That's why nobody's in here. I said, okay, right. No problem. So we go, we, we start, I, I order a drink. I'm like, this is the only place we're going to get a drink. So like, what so, do you want? So we are here. And she, she's, she like comes to me and she's like, Hey, I, the, the, it, there's something going on here. And I said, all right, well, let's ask, let's ask the bartender. It turned out that the, um, the bartender for that back bar had passed away a few years prior and haunted the space. And he used to like, what he would do is if somebody would order a drink, the bartender would take, you know, or two drinks, he'd take a beer, open it up, put it on the bar, turn around, make the other drink, put it on the bar. And the other drink was like on the other side of the bar or he'd like push off glasses and stuff like that. So that, that kind of got me into the whole like, oh shit, like this is a thing. This is like a real substantial thing and now recently as, as recent as when i went to go visit my parents mm-hmm. uh we went to Which this was only a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago. ago yeah we went to this 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 museum that had a, a ton of taxidermy right oh yeah, yeah and i got into one space and i like walked past a spot and i'm like oh oh this isn't good and uh, i tell jen i'm like hey I don't feel good in here. Like there's something going on. She's like, what are you? Okay. Like is, I was like, uh, it's like this spot. It's no good. And she starts walking past it. She hits the same spot I did. And she's like, Oh, Oh yeah. No, 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 I get it. I get it. That's so, crazy. so like, I, the, the whole like being sensitive and stuff like that. I totally get it. And I, I, I love talking about that kind of stuff because it's, it's super interesting to me. Ooh, I do have a question for you guys regarding this. This yeah. is an interesting question. So obviously there's so many religions and afterlife theories, right? So mm-hmm. one theory of ghosts or apparitions is like, it's not actually like their spirit. It's just residual energy playing out. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's like the spirit is actually there and like interacting or whatever, and like just hasn't moved on to the other realm? Or do you think it's like residual energy? 
I think it's a little of both, personally. I was going to say, I'll let you answer first. I, I, I definitely think it's a little bit of both. I think there's intelligent and residual. I think that it classifies as two different things where some things are just left behind the essence of people and they'll they'll answer you and stuff like that. Like I said, with the ink box, I, I got I got actual answers back. Um, and I think that people are attached to people and I think they're attached to places as well. Um, I don't I, I'd like to dive a little deeper into what they're actually um what they're more connected to the people or the 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 spaces because you watch some shows and and it's like oh this place you know 20 people died in this house and stuff like that and it's like no it's somebody that's attached to you that's kind of trying to get your attention so that's mm -hmm. like intelligent but then i do think that there's energy that's that's rubbed off on the space it's just almost like a like an alternate timeline an ultimate alternate universe that kind of like hits and just plays over and over again because it it's so stained to that place kind of thing that's me i like that i like that i i tend to think that there is the physical that we are experiencing and then there is another plane where it's right here. The closest thing I can say that's that's uh, if I had to explain it in a way that like kind of anybody could understand it is I'll say like Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? the upside down. The upside yeah. down. So I tend to think just because uh, whenever I've looked into paranormal things or um, you know you look at like uh, anything paranormal, aliens, Bigfoot, like all these different kinds of things. There's always kind of yeah, similar aspects of things are here and then they're not. Um, we saw things, but we couldn't take a photo of them. We, we experienced a feeling and then the feeling was gone. It only happened in certain areas. Um, I don't necessarily think that there's a, a residual thing. I do think that once our bodies are done, our um, spirit, if you want to call it that, uh, is kind of still there and active in, in another place. Um, I don't have any kind of reason for thinking that other than that it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I think anything's possible, right? Um, I'm willing to kind of believe anything if you give me good enough evidence for it. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, whatever evidence you give me, I'm going to come up with probably 50 questions that will completely negate anything that you say. And you have to prove all those to me for me to agree with your thing. Uh, just because I want to know, just because I, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. And I like to kind of get to the bottom of things. Um, but there is a so and, and I'll connect this in a second, but it's 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 not connected <laughs> right now. There is a fish that lives like super deep in the ocean mm -hmm. um, where it's completely dark mm -hmm. where scientists have discovered that their eyeballs are able to see like three times the amount of colors that we are yeah i've seen that so if you're looking at what we are physically able to experience it's not even 
everything. If we put on infrared glasses, we see things that we don't see. And there are other levels of that that have been proven. So therefore, the most reasonable thing for me is to think that, okay, there's this whole other, uh, I won't even say a different realm or anything like that. I'll just say that there's things that are around us at all times that, that we're just that we're just not to privy to because we're not able to <laughs> either see it or we're not mentally able to process it. And I think that once we get rid of the uh, shackles of what our bodies are capable of, then we're kind of open to those other things. And sometimes, for whatever reason, those other things pop through. I, I, I think it has to do with, like, and I, I don't know if necessarily it's uh, the correct terminology that we should use, mm -hmm. but I think the best metaphor for that is the veil. Yeah. We're, we're only able to perceive what we've learned so far, and for whatever reason... Um, our, Things just pop through that veil species, where we can kind of see it. Well, our species likes to look at ourselves and imagine and, and come from a perspective of we know more than everything that we encounter. But right. That's a great point. That doesn't – that's only because we haven't encountered something that knows more than us. Yeah. And to think that that's not there I think is silly. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I think that we're only able to kind of like perceive and understand what we're able to perceive and understand. And at some point that gets unlocked. And that's, that's kind of where my, where I am on that. What about you? Where, yeah. where, where you stand on this? Well, I will say like, you know, I'm not religious and I would say I'm more spiritual and my no, mom is still... Yeah. So I like, I'm very open-minded. Right. But I mean, my mom was listening to Dolores Cannon, and I agree with a lot of the things that she says. Um, like, she believes that, like, there are multiple antichrists and, like, multiple Jesuses or, like, you know, religious figure figures that are, like, you right. know, holy or messengers to the world. And she also believes that, like, when we die, like, our um, energy is kind of, like, dispersed and, and things like that. Um, it's really hard to describe what she's saying. It's very abstract, but I agree with a lot of it. And so I think a part of it is residual. And I also think that there are entities out there, but they're not like from Satan and from Jesus. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like there's just entities out there that, you know, maybe haven't found a body yet. Like the way that she was describing it, which I thought was kind of interesting, is like there's souls out there that like, you know, they are like, in an auction, right, for like a body, a human body right, on this okay. to experience, right? And to basically earth is school for us, for our souls. Um, okay. And she was saying that like, there's an auction where they're like, no, I want a body, I want a body. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like sometimes like when we go back, we like go back to that place where like, you know, before we remember, we don't really remember that much of our human life and things like that. And I agree with that. And I don't know if she believes this or I got this from her, but I do think that, you know, the darker spirits sometimes come from, or the darker entities come from like 
spirits that are trying to trick people that they are human spirits, but they're not actually human spirits. They're like doing it to fuck with us. And so yeah. I'm like, I kind of agree with that. Like, you know, like the nefarious ones, like, and I guess I would explain more so like the stuff in like Zach Bagan's museum, yeah, yeah. you know, like the more sinister things. So I would say that's a, a possible theory too. Yeah. I, I think when you look at the Zach Bagans type stuff, you have to think that like um, him and his group are a part of that. Because imagine somebody comes into your house and the, um, the attitude they take with you is confrontational. Mm, yeah. Right? Like poking yeah. the bear. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. If, you're just, if you're just hanging out and someone comes to you, just even let's just bring it to a human experience because that's the only thing we have to go on anyway. So we have to assume that whatever we interact with would interact with us in the same way, right? Because that's our experience mm -hmm. and that's all we have to go on. So if I come up to a stranger and I approach them with um, respect or with humility or with even like holding back a little bit, they're going to have a different reaction to me right. than right. if I am antagonistic towards them. And if I right. walk in... If, if I came into your house uninvited mm -hmm. and started yelling at you and saying, prove to me you're here and things like that, um, you're going to take an aggressive stance on it. And you might or at, at some point, or you might just say, fuck you, I'm going or, <laughs> I'm going to lay yeah, down. You might go, oh, fuck this guy. And you might go lay down and not show him anything. Or if you are a little bit more of a rambunctious type of uh, rebel. You might go, oh, you want, you want my attention? I'll give you my fucking attention. You're gonna come at me hard. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what hard is, you human puny motherfucker. You don't even know what it is. I was a human once, and now I'm not. Or I was never a human because I didn't sign up and go to that auction. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I turned down that shit. You weak ass flesh suit. You know, like. <laughs> You guys are fragile. Fuck you. Let me show you what's up. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think there's a certain amount of that that goes into it as well. Not... You know? Um, also, though, I think it's I think it, it's interesting, like, so being multicultural, like, did the... And I don't want to get too into, like, religion. Yeah. <laughs> right? You don't, I don't, no, I don't, that's not a I, like, spot as, you want to... As much as I love to talk about that, and I love to get into stuff like that, uh, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to turn off everybody on the show. But, um, but coming multiculturally, uh, learning about things from from different places, uh, did that? How did that shape your attitude to even being open to the possibility of other things? You know, like you brought up like a, a Satan and a Jesus right like a satan and a jesus by name are really only in one spot mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but by definition are in every spot <laughs> you know they mm -hmm. kind of are everywhere um so how how did your kind of upbringing uh and and i know or at least i read that like you didn't get super into like your culture until a little bit later um right you know, after you lived in the um, the multicultural mecca of Maryland, 
which will be there this weekend. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> so, but once once you really did, and you started kind of really getting more like from uh, living with your grandmother or any of those things, how did that shape your ability to even look at spirituality or religion or anything from a different perspective? Well, I say a lot of it is power of suggestion, to be honest. Yes. Like, and, and that, that goes with everything. Like that goes with religions that goes with like ghosts. It's like, if you know a place is haunted and you go into it, you're going to, it might be placebo. You just don't know. And so I was, you know, raised, I was put in a private Christian school pretty early on. I would say like when I was like maybe 10. Okay. Um, and so I was very susceptible to power of suggestion at that young age. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I took everything that the teacher said as gospel because it's like I'm not getting the other side. I'm not yeah. getting, you know, especially with politics too. Like they they would make us at one, not every school. I, I switched schools a couple of times, but it was always a Christian private school. One school actually like – they would say, okay, so here is, um, you know, the conservative Republican side or, well, those are two different parties, but you know what I'm saying? Republican Kinda. side. <laughs> kind of. You Kinda. Kind of. But these days it's weird. These days it's, it's weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little blended. <laughs> but if we were liberal, we would have to debate the teacher. And okay. I never thought that was fair. You know That's what I mean? Cool, like though, right? You like, know, and I mean, it was cool, but it's like, you didn't teach us the other side. And they're like, well, oh, if you, right, disagree, right, right. you disagree with us, you have to debate us, the right. teacher, you know? And it's like, well, you didn't educate me on the other side. So I don't know. Right. Like you're, you're coming at me with all this information and I'm coming at you with questions that you don't want to answer. Exactly. So that's not, that's not a debate. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a lecture. Be biased. Yeah. So a lot of, um, a lot of my learning was kind of like that. And so I really had to, like when I got out of school, really do my own research and um, with everything, religion, politics, whatever, and make my yeah. own opinion because I kind of had my own religion or my own beliefs fed to me at a young mm -hmm. age. And I think that's how a lot of people feel like coming out of the church or even, you know, private schools, religious schools and things like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get deep into like my Japanese side or my Dutch side of the family until recently. Like we're planning on going to Holland later this year and I'm interested in hearing that. And um, yeah, I mean, the Dutch side wasn't really religious at all. My grandma, like the Christianity thing came from when she moved to Newport Beach. So that wasn't right. from like Japan. But it was interesting because, you know, when I was asking about like the Dutch side of my family, for example, my grandfather never he was like an atheist because basically what happened was during the war, um, they were, I guess, his family and things like that were this was like when Hitler was around, um, you know, basically they went to the church and they're like, hey, like we need refuge, we need help. And they were like, no. And so ever since he was like, nah, I I'm not team Jesus around here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I understand that. But, um, yeah, I didn't really have much of a say until in my own beliefs until I got out of high school and I really did my own research. But that's what I have to say on that. <laughs> no, that makes, no, that makes, makes, that a, lot makes a lot of sense. It really does. Like I, I had kind of the same. I felt that way. I had the kind of the, the same experience where, you know, like I ended up. I was at a Catholic school and, but I was at a Catholic school because 
I had behavior problems at a public school, and so they brought me to a Catholic school. But then when I was at a Catholic school, I had even more behavior problems because I asked a lot of questions. Yes, um, me too. I would start yeah. petitions. I'd be yeah, like, why can't so I dye my hair, ho? <laughs> <laughs> I I would always like I was the, I was the one in class that made everybody else annoyed because someone the teacher would present something as like a fact and my hand would shoot up and I'd be like you need to back that up like I need yeah. you to yeah. I need you the earth is 2000 years old uh where's the receipts <laughs> Yeah how how is that how does that work with this other thing that I learned in this other class Right, right you know exactly. like how does that work? We're at the same school and I'm learning two different things from two different classes. And they're like, oh, it's what we believe. And I'm like, it's what who believes? And why do you right. believe it? And yeah, yeah, yeah like so, um, so I had a lot of that too. And I got, I got kicked out a lot of, uh, kicked out of a lot of uh, uh, Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got in that too. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was another thing to me where it's like, if I ask a question and rather than try and answer it, you just kick me out because you don't haven't, that must mean you don't have an answer, You don't, which like, means you can't, you can't back up your belief, which means to me that it's bullshit. Right. And so I, so therefore every time I'm in this class, I'm going to call bullshit on everything you say. And now that you didn't answer one thing, I am going to make you. I'm going to make you prove every statement that comes yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah. And you know, the brain is fucking powerful. Yeah. That's why like, yeah. I believe more, like I would say manifesting is like my spirituality or my religion because sure. like your beliefs, whatever you believe you're going to see evidence of. So people will be like, yep. Oh, well, evidence of Jesus or Buddha or whatever. Right. Right. And, yeah. Cause you believed. You know, yeah. I, I saw, I thought I saw evidence of Jesus when I was a Christian too, you know? And, and so that's why I'm like to each their own. If it works for you, it works for you. You know what I mean? Just don't push it down my throat. And right. yeah. And so my dad, he got me into this guy named Darren Brown, who's like a mentalist. And he does these really cool religious experiments where he'll um, pretend he's a psychic reader and people be like, wow, you're amazing. And it's yeah. because he's the brain and all the yeah. tricks they use, like, you know, cold reading and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you know, setting us up with like worship music and, you know, it's like mm -hmm. a trance like state. And so of course you're going to be like, yeah, you know, it's interesting yeah. to think about. I, I love that. Cause I, I just love, um, I love researching and understanding the ways that people have the things that people have used to for better or for worse control other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Control how people think, how people react, what people are going to do. How they're feeling. So I find that uh, I find that super interesting. Speaking of control, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, what's funny is I'm I'm usually the segue guy, right? Yeah, because mine are terrible. Well, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say about forty two percent of the time. Mine are forty-two percent of the time. Yours suck, which means right. fifty-eight percent of the time they're great, which gives you a solid right D. Yeah, yeah, plus. no, no, I'll D take plus. that D plus, yeah. Yeah. D plus. Uh, but that was an ace. 
That was oh. nice right there. Thank you. Thank you. Except for Thank relevance. You. But yes. Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> I mean, uh, it was all very interesting. I don't mind talking about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we already got my plugs in there. It's fine. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the name of the show. That's, that's what that's this what show is. It that's really what we do. is. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not kicking you off at all at this point. No, no, no. What we do have to do is pay some bills, though. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways we do some bills. One bill. One small bill. One, one really small bill. Is we pass around a basket? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tithing. <laughs> we have charged us. See, <laughs> we uh, we do something called Poddex. We have a company called Poddex, and what they do is they make little decks of cards. They make decks of cards for it. Stop it! Stop it! No, no, that's... I hate you. I hate you. Sorry. He he tries to throw me off my game every time. <laughs> so what? What Poddex does is they come up with these decks to help budding podcasters or people without without verbal diarrhea the way we have. And I fucking hate you. I fucking what hate you. Providing you with background music. To no, you can stop it. Thing. You can stop it. We're gonna get hit with Yo, a it's fucking amazing grace, bro. It's gonna get hit with a. A, a right, notification right. or something or whatever so what poddex does is they put out different decks within each deck is 50 cards within each card is a question what we like to have our guests do is pick a deck of these cards and the decks you have to choose from are are these natalie Ooh. the episode deck interview deck interview deck part two would you rather what the heck what the fuck? And how dare you? <laughs> Ooh, ah, man. I'm stuck between what the fuck and how dare you. Maybe let's yeah, do how deliver. dare you. How dare you? Yeah, you gotta give it, give a little, yeah. use a little Melissa Cross. How, how dare you? How dare you? There it is. There it is. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shuffle these cards up. And Jimmy's going to explain what the what He's going to shuffle situation. because I can't, even though I also, like you, I used to live in Las Vegas. I cannot shuffle cards, though. Yeah. I'm kind of good at it because I used to do tarot. <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. I, I used to just Art. lose money. I just lose... I just lose money. That's all yeah. I do. But I will tell you how to save some money. You can go to poddex.com. Mm-hmm. You can check out all of these cards, plus more, because they come up with new stuff all the time. They also have an app. They also have t-shirts that are nice on your nipples, not chafy and shitty like most t-shirts are. Soft style. Not that Gildan shit. Where's our focus? Drax yeah. approved. Drax approved. Nipples are nice. So, check them out. Fill out your cart. And then... Use the promo code BACON. Because everything's better with bacon, You right? get 10% off of your order. And, uh, yeah. Do yeah. your pod decks. Thanks, pod, pod decks. <laughs> Natalie, so, Natalie we will let this. you know. We will let you know that uh, these could be anywhere from, like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And it could be super benign, like, G rating. So okay. there's no All telling right. where we're going to get. So if we All ask right, a question... Yeah, if we ask something and it's super... I know we only met an hour and a half ago, Yeah, but... If it's super intrusive, you have to answer it. If it's lame, we can pick another question. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> He's such a phantom out. I am going to take the finger of power. I am going to go from my, li- my left to my right, your right to your left. You tell me when to stop. I am starting now. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Natalie, what is the most trouble that you ever got into at home with your parents? Mm. Oh, oh man. God, there's kind of a few incidences, but my parents are very relaxed. Like, I rarely get in trouble. I would say, I mean, I threw a dollhouse at my sister once when I was little. Was um, it wood I... <laughs> or plastic? <laughs> no, it was plastic. I, I don't, it was a huge-ass dollhouse, like, it was really big, and I threw it at her. But I didn't want to get in fine. trouble for it. I would, um, I would say... Oh, the only anything time, anything like, you I were like super embarrassed about and you were like, oh, or and they really. Oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. It? Like a shameful moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say one of two things. Well, I'll, I'll give you both stories. One story okay. is um, when I was like, fuck, maybe 11 or something. I was talking to my friend. I would FaceTime my friend all day. Um, like during the summer and I would text her like nonstop, like, and my dad, I accidentally sent the text to my dad. And so, Ooh. but basically my friend was showing me this video of a puppet or whatever. And I was cursing at the time, but my dad didn't know. And, um, I was like good at hiding it from my parents. <laughs> and then I texted my dad and I was like, but she's a fucking puppet. <laughs> and I said that to him instead of my completely friend. out of context too. That's great. That's that's a great yeah. text to get out of context. <laughs> oh I think God. I might just send a few people that just I, yeah, right this, now. This but week I'm sending that. Puppet. I was like, oh my God. And so my dad was like, he came in, he's like, I have to talk to you. And I was on the phone with my friend and I was like, oh, fuck. And so I left my phone there. My friend was waiting on FaceTime for me to get back. We ended up talking for like an hour and a half. But basically, my dad's like, how do you, like, why are you cursing? This is bad. Like, all this stuff. Like, where, what, what, why are you cursing? And, you know, all this stuff. And now me and my dad curse together all the time. It's, it's right, just like, when right. I go to my grandparents' house, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, it's, like, very foreign to them. But the other time um, was my, my uncle lives, like, pretty close by. And I was probably like 15 and i really wanted to try drinking alcohol fun fact about me is i'm deathly deathly allergic to alcohol like if i have a oh, certain sure. amount like i'll get seizures like i'll break out in hives like i'll i'll basically go into shock um oh, oh, so man. i can't have alcohol um but basically i had a little bit and what happened was me and my friend really like wanted alcohol we wanted to try it and so my uncle has like this bar in his house downstairs and but there's security cameras and obviously there's so much security clearance to get to my uncle's house but i know all the codes so we so we not to name drop but it's uh stevie Oki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who 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 is going to be at Bamboozle? Who yes. We who hope to maybe we'll talk to. Hope to hang with. Bamboozle. Bamboozle's a festival out in Jersey. Oh right, and, and he's right, doing, right. Yes. Yeah. He's doing a, a DJ set, and we're going to be working yeah, it as uh, as press. We're going to be working it. Oh, cool! Awesome! Awesome! Yeah. So. Um, I was driving in the middle of the night, or my friend was driving because I didn't know how to drive at the time. So we were driving um, to my uncle's house in the middle of the night and we thought we could just go in there because I know the codes, right? I know the right. codes. So how can they know, you know, even though the security cameras are on. So right. we go down and um, 
we we take like i think it was like barley juice i mean we looked on the back and it said barley juice and we we're like what uh but we took <laughs> some, it was like so juice. i was like barley juice the fuck but it was soju and we we put half of it in this water bottle and then half not even half like maybe a little bit and then like some water and then we we left with it right um and then I think we tried doing it another instance and it just didn't work. But anyways, we went back to my house and we were both drinking it. And then we're like, are you drunk yet? She's like, no, are you drunk yet? And I'm like, no. And then she was like, I think I feel a little bit. And I was like, really? And it was just not enough to get drunk. It wasn't even like a shot right. worth. Um, and so then my mom is like, so um, Natalie, Steve's assistant said that she saw you on the security cameras at 2 a.m. last night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Really? You know, and so I basically That's told so her. weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I told her and they were like, don't ever do that again. But at the same time, they were like laughing about it. You know. That that reminds they were, me they were of laughing like the, about it because barley juice is the equivalent equivalent of doing a shot of like wheatgrass. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel drunk yet? No, but I could run a marathon. I feel really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of two things. Number one, uh, the Joe Coy. Uh, yes. Yeah, where where he talks about his son and and how doing he's, the, the party in the pool. And yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like, listen, just do whatever you do, like, because I guess I guess he's divorced. He's got a son, and he's like, all right, just whatever you do. The only thing you got to do is 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 not throw a party here. And he's like, yes, Dad, <laughs> no problem. Don't throw a party here. Uh, no, no, I got you, and. Uh, he ends up finding out that he throws a party because the ring camera goes off on his on his phone because he's got a bunch of teenagers in his backyard, and and the the mother he lives down the block, so he goes, "Do you know what this asshole's doing?" And yeah, definitely. I, I don't want to spoiler alert. I want to. I just want to ask this question but, right now: Are you telling? Are you poorly telling a joke that a professional comedian put on his special right now and trying to do it justice? No, no, I'm telling the story about the about what happened and saying, "Hey, go watch it on Netflix. Go watch it on Netflix because it's good. Because it's really good." But it does remind me of the time that I yeah, got I into a lot of fucking trouble uh, because I did get drunk mm -hmm. and I did tell my parents that I only had a drink, and then so so I I was upstairs. We had a, uh, there was a dining room. Like, so you walked into the house, you go upstairs. My sister's room was on the one side. My house, my room was in the other side. You walk through the living room and then the rest of the house, which was like my parents, living room, kitchen, etc. And my parents, uh, picked me up from a pretty debaucherous party. Yeah. Uh, that I had walked down the stairs, uh, Next to a girl getting carried by three guys, passed out uh, after throwing up, and they were like, "Is she drunk?" And they were like, "No, it's just an asthma attack. Not anymore. It's fine. It's <laughs> oh just asthma." Oh my god! <laughs> and I decided to walk down next to her, just kind of like next to her, as if she didn't exist, right? Because uh, my dad was looking up the stairs as well as her father was horrifically looking up at her getting carried down by the stairs. And I was just like, smart move. Takes the focus off you. Hey, you go, I'm not that. What's up, dad. <laughs> let's, 
Let's roll. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I would imagine I smelt like booze, right? Uh, because my mother told me that uh, vodka doesn't smell. Mm. Uh, fun, fun fact. Vodka fucking smells really bad. I know really what vodka smells like. Yeah, yeah, I smell. I smell it. I've smelt it before. Uh, so you know, I get home and my dad's like, "Hey, man, you, you, you sure you're good?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm totally good." He's like, "You sure you didn't drink that much?" I was like, "I had one drink. I'm good. I'm good." So in between that dining room and rest of the house area was a gate. So my my dad was like, okay, well, your mom wants to talk to you. And uh, she was like, hey, did you drink tonight? I said, I had a drink, but nothing else. Right. She's like, a single drink, that's it? Nothing else? So yeah, no, I'm totally cool. She said, okay, no problem. See you tomorrow. And I went back toward my uh, toward my bedroom. In between that hallway and that living room and that staircase up to my bedroom was a gate. So the dogs didn't go upstairs or go try and get out of the house. Right. I uh, I stepped over the gate. Did you make it? I went to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. You just... For... I fell asleep. I, I, I was like... Legs over the gate, because they were beagles, they're short dogs. And I laid my head against the wall. Just straddling the gate? Straddling the gate. <laughs> Dog, and how can you fall asleep like that? Apparently. <laughs> That's great. Apparently, like a half hour later, uh, my dad, or, I don't even remember if it was my dad or my mom, and, and they, they go, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm totally cool. And I went back. And they were like, uh, one drink? I was like, yeah, just one drink. And they went, you better go upstairs because your mom's really pissed. Right. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I went, I went back upstairs. By the way, the next morning before work on that Sunday, my mom was totally pissed. Yeah. And uh, pulled all of the, the drawers out of my 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 uh drawers <laughs> right right and pulled all the clothes and things out of my drawers and she's like you're gonna have to clean your room when you get home but you also need to like throw things that you don't like out and also if you don't want to be uh, if you want to live here still uh you need to tell the truth and i was like wow. oh cool all right and you could have been like mom the reason i was so drunk is because it's the first time i ever had one drink <laughs> No, she knew she knew it wasn't. She knew yeah. it wasn't because she taught me that uh, vodka doesn't smell. Right. I think that was a trap. I think it was totally a trap. That was a trap. Just like the just that like uh, you know. That's good. That's a good story, though. That is a good story. Yeah, I guess it was. I had people have heard my story on the show. Natalie has not, but like I've had a similar thing where I went to a party in. Uh, I think I was probably in seventh grade at the time and um from from no i was in eighth grade because from sixth grade to eighth grade i drank a lot i had i was i was one of those kids i would bring alcohol to school in like 
hairspray bottles and shit like that and, and, and drink it between classes. I was a real... Hairspray was a thing back then. I was a real piece of shit. <laughs> so I went to a party and everybody knows, so I will... Here, here's what I will say different today. I'm going to give names. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. wow. Call them yeah. out. Maggie Ardelt from my junior high and high school. I love you. You probably don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. It was at her house and I went there with some friends and my parents dropped me off there and I drank and I got wasted. And then my parents picked us all up and I was like laying on the floor of the, of the minivan, not on the seat, on the floor. Yeah. Not between the back two seats, between the driver's seat and the seat immediately behind. Yeah, because I was smart and I thought that would get me away. <laughs> that would get away with shit. I got home. My friends, we all went upstairs to my room. I was having a sleepover that night. Oh, you were. <laughs> my mom said, my mom said, Jimmy, can you come downstairs for a minute? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Right. I can come downstairs. What? What's downstairs? Right? I come downstairs and my dad is sitting in a chair. Oh, no. And he goes, hey, bud. You look wasted. And I was like, <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> and he was like, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me what happened? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> and they were like, all right. Well, I'm going to give you one more <laughs> chance to tell me. What happened? At least I think this is how it went down, because I don't remember. <laughs> but that's what I've heard. And I was like... <sighs> and they sent me back upstairs. And the next morning, my mom was like, so rather than... Rather than really, like, I'm not going to ground you. I'm going to talk to you about what happened. One, you have to scrub and clean the entire basement. Uh, two... The other thing I did today was I called Maggie Ardelt's parents. Oh, no. And I told them that uh, you were wasted at their party. And since you apparently knew nothing about anybody else drinking at their party, you probably brought it. Which means that you brought booze to the party and you got wasted. Um, Maggie's parents called everyone else's parents. And that was the end of my social life in junior high and high school. And I literally drank alone for I, the rest of your No, I, I went straight edge because it was my only option to ever get invited anywhere. Wow. I had to go so straight wow. edge that I had to like put it out there to be like, I don't drink. I don't do any of that for people to even assume that they could invite me to anything and they still didn't <laughs> wow. so so maggie that sucks i'm sorry poor maggie and i love you maggie if you oh. ever hear this i am so sorry yeah wow you guys had some very strict parents definitely got thor's hammer yeah oh yeah it wasn't yeah uh, listen my parents weren't we got some strict. we got some mirror mirror my <laughs> my parents weren't strict. They just were like, don't fucking lie to me. My parents, yeah, I when I turned... Shit, when I was 18, my dad took me for a drive in the car and was like, open the glove box. And I did, and there was a bunch of weed in there. And he was like, you're old enough. 
And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> the, uh, so at I this point, have that like, same experience. At this point, like every Christmas, I go home and we have a party at my house Christmas Eve that includes like weed and mushrooms and all kinds of liquor. Oh my God, right. stop. And it's the best time head. ever. My dad's a pothead, and I've done shrooms with my parents. Um, on I've done shrooms trip. with my parents. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we had a shaman there and everything. It was great, and I occasionally do shrooms, and that's great. It helps me write so much music. I am so scared of, sh- of shrooms. Because I keep telling you how of, great. I know are. you tell me about it, but but so I had I had a friend. Uh, I'm not gonna name names because right. I do believe they some some of them listen to it uh, to this. And in high school, um, this one friend went out with, with like a group of guys that we didn't normally hang out with. And he calls us up frantically and he's like, I am freaking the fuck out. I am. I I cannot (laughs) handle what's going on. We're like, dude, what's, what's going on? What's I'm not going to, I almost said it too. Yeah. I almost said his name. Yep. And I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? He's like, I, I, I I don't know what's going. I don't know. I don't know. We had to try and like, we were on the phone Uh, and this was like, this was like early two thousands, like super early two thousands, late nineties kind of thing where, we we were asking like, hey dad, can we borrow your phone while we try and track right. our friend down? Right, right. Because it was only like one mobile phone in the family, and uh, we end up finding him. He's tripping. Natalie, balls. you grew up in a very successful family that didn't have these kind of things, right? <laughs> so this dude putting it out there. This dude like. <laughs> This dude was was in a bad way. They just kind of left him. They were like, "Oh, he's got a bad reaction to this. We're just gonna leave him there." Yeah. yeah. And we we end up picking him up and pouring him into the fucking car, and we brought him to to our buddy's house. And we went down. This is like the normal place where we hung out and stuff. And we're like, "All right, fuck it. I'm gonna say, Rob, Rob, are you okay?" <laughs> Rob, are you okay? And he's just like, I can't feel... Like, I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing that, and I can't... And the way he reacted, I can't... I Like, I'm I'm scared. Well, I also don't like mushrooms as, like, uh... You gotta, as like not, an, you gotta not think of them as eater. food, and then it's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't like mushrooms as a food. So, like... But then also seeing that with him, and I was like... Oh, the trauma? Oh, that's... Yeah. Dude, that's that's my scared straight moment. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. my scared I, straight moment I, right there. I understand that because before I like did them myself, uh, me and my mom went like went on like a spiritual journey together with our shaman, and um, I saw her on psilocybin, which is like shrooms. Yeah, and they put her on a really big dose, and she had like a blindfold on and stuff. And seeing how she was reacting, I was like, whoa, I don't know if I want all that. (laughs) So now I just do really, really tiny bits, like not anything too crazy because I don't want to be like, oh, where am I? Like, I don't like being too out of control, you know? Right, right. I've I've just recently opened up, like I was in San Francisco this this past January. So I I, I was able to get some edibles and and, uh, so... I'm getting into edible pot products mm-hmm. recently, but 
Eventually, I'll get to. Maybe I'll get to shrooms eventually. We'll get there. Me and you. We'll me and you. There, we maybe. got this. We got this. We got. This. You uh, should do I, a podcast while you're on shrooms. That's. I told him that. I told him that. I've been saying it for a long time. I was like, we got to do this, and it'll just. We'll. We'll just do the journey throughout the whole thing. Like we. We give as away long it. as he edits it, it's fine. We give away everything else. We do. We do a Twitch stream now on Thursdays where we're literally writing. And talking to a producer about a, a, a five-song EP that we're going to put out. And, like, the whole process is out there. That's scarier to me than doing shrooms in front of people. Like, I'm like, you want to hear someone critique our songs for the first oh, time while oh, we hear it? Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you want to hear us track vocals? Ugh. I don't know about that <laughs> shit. Holy fuck. So, like, shrooms is way scarier than me. Uh... <laughs> But I, I, I will say, uh, I don't know if there will ever be a a moment in time, Natalie, where you have the opportunity to meet and hang out with my mother. I hope so. for <laughs> Just for your sake, because I hope everyone on earth gets to at some point. Because she is wonderful. She is an amazing person. She attacked me the first time I met she her. She did. She but, did attack you. She's, but she's great. She's incredible. She is incredible. Uh, I did shrooms... Uh, my band was on tour, and we stayed for a couple days at my parents' house in Indiana. And my brother had been growing them, and so he showed up with a big Tupperware just full of them. And he was like, we're doing shrooms tonight. And it was like, fuck yeah. And so my whole family did it, and he did it. This was not a uh, shaman. The uh, <laughs> led journey. This was not a shaman-produced journey. Yeah, no guide. Uh, right, no no guides, it. nothing. This well, was, your brother was was the guide. Well, no, my brother, who was the guide, was like cooking ribs on a grill that he just left there and then sat in his car and was like, should I go somewhere and get food? And then <laughs> my, my, bass, my bass player was in the yard. We had like a fire built in the yard, and he was like warding off spirits with a stick. And... and my mom was standing next to me in the uh, in the living room, and I just remember her like her like looking at me, and she had never done shrooms before. Oh, wow. um, and I've had my my parents are very open with me, and I'm very open with them, and they were like, "This is when I did coke," and I'm like, "This is when I did coke," right? And like, so we've had those kind of conversations with each other, and I just remember, and my mom's very talkative, and she's amazing. Like, I amazing. love her to death. I would just say over and over and over again, "I love my mother. She's the best." We uh, have we have a text chat about gardening. Yes, yes. Just so, throw that out. There. So she's she's, amazing. she's standing next to me, and she just starts like looking at me like this. <laughs> No. I'm also on shrooms and I'm just like, okay, I'm next to my mom. I'm next to my mom. This is happening right now. And she was like, are you feeling anything? <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't sure, but I'm, I feel like maybe I am. And she was like, the carpet looks weird. And I was like, I got to go in a different room. I got to leave you right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I myself to be honest like i don't like being with people when i do it like occasionally yeah. yeah like sometimes like i'll go into my mom's room and i'll be a little bit like on shrooms and i'm like i love you <laughs> bye yeah. but like i usually like doing it by myself because i get very introspective but Absolutely. it's important to be safe like you know it's good that you did it with people that you love and trust because of course i was yeah. watching a documentary on it and like some people do it with like people they barely know and i'm like yo that's got to be scary as fuck 
Well, I've done that too. <laughs> and it wasn't great. <laughs> well, that's, you know what? Maybe that's why Rob, I'll say Rob. I don't have to say his last name, Fitton. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Rob Fitton didn't like shrimps that, that time because he was not with people that he usually hangs out with. See? And he was left behind. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, sometimes. poor Rob. That's what happens sometimes. We I, love Rob Fitton, though. I spent about four hours on someone's backyard trampoline with people I didn't know while I was on shrimps. I have a backyard trampoline. Yeah. I was like looking at leaves. <laughs> it's just like the veins in the leaf are like the veins in your hand. Give me a flashlight. I'll show you when I shine it on the back of my hand. Like it's, it, yeah, it's it was, fantastic. It was stupid. Um, so I will say you have spent so much time with us tonight. Thank you yeah, so much for that. I have one final question for you, and it's the question that everybody's been wanting me to ask this entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we okay. started this. All two of us. We started this whole thing <laughs> off with how red your hair is, and you were saying that it's a wig. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you right now. Mm-hmm. Do you? Keep your hair short so that you can wear wigs, or do you have a style to your hair anyway, and wigs are just another fun thing that you can do? Or if you have super long hair right now, how the fuck do you keep it so tight so that wig doesn't look like it's on top of a hat? Well, this is actually really interesting. So I used to, well, I still do, but it's just short now. Um, I used to have really thick Asian hair, and it was like here, like Asian hair thick it's really fucking thick and i loved wigs but i couldn't wear wigs so i would go to an african braiding salon and they would cornrows it down just so i could put the wig on top and it was still bumpy that's how thick my hair was um and so i was just like damn and then you know i was blonde for a little while and i went to one wrong lady i usually have like this amazing lady who does it and then like i got a last minute booking and they're like they don't want your roots showing so i was like fine so I went to this one lady in Vegas, and last time I ever do this, she <laughs> burned off, I would say, 97% off my hair with oh the bleach God. she used. So I had, like, literally no hair left, barely any hair left. It was, like, all oh, strands shit. and stuff. Oh. And so I was like, shit, what do I do? Like, this is my career. And so my agent's like, oh, you should just chop it and so and dye your hair back to brown. And so I was like, okay. So I did that. So now I have like a pixie cut underneath with like little kind of like long pieces here right. and it works out perfectly. And I thank that lady now because now I can wear wigs and, you know, as a queer person, the ladies love the short hair. So, you know, when I want to look girly and cute and expressive, I could wear my wig. So it's, it all works out. <laughs> awesome. I love that. I love that. I right? love that. Yeah, and I love wigs. I think they're awesome. I think they're super yeah. fun. I wish. I wish it We're was more acceptable. Fans. I wish it was more acceptable for dudes. Right. I, I really do. Too. Makeup is I fun. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying right to grow this out. You know what? I wear again. makeup at shows sometimes, and this this dude is intolerant, and he fucks with me about it all the time, and it's and it's hurtful. Oh, the makeup. Yeah. No, I make fun <laughs> of him all the time. <laughs> But yo, eyeliner. I like a little glam in my life. He know? loves a little glam, I and then he wakes up the next morning. In my life, he wakes up the next morning, or he he gets like to the point of my set in the show, and he's like, it's all over his face. I like that too. You know, mm-hmm. I like it too. It's another let it look. hang. Let it hang. It's another look. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Big hair, okay. don't care. I wear makeup, whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I I do love makeup. that. Everything, you know, it would make you different and special. Why not? 
Dude, I would I would wear wigs all the time if I thought that it wouldn't make people just immediately not listen to anything I was playing or doing. <laughs> I would do it because I would be like, I want a different hairstyle today than I had yesterday. That's fucking well, awesome. Well, okay. My family gets whiplash from me. Like we went to Japan and I had a new wig for every single day that we were on that trip. It was like a 10 day trip and oh, I would switch it awesome. up. I had a rotation. And so every time they would look at me, they'd be like, <laughs> And I was okay. like, yeah, yeah, I know. I changed my hair. And they're like, damn. Like, And then they'd be like, oh, I like that one. You should wear that one a little more. And so it just was like so funny. But like, you know, my uncle, you know, Steve was like, so tell me about these wigs. Like, how do you right, make right. it like that? And I'm like, Uncle Steve, you want to wear a wig? I'll let you borrow my wig. And he's like, oh, oh he's no, got no. fantastic hair, though. Yeah, but you know, you know, he's I like, like, I wish I could he, cut my fucking hair. Like, he's. It would be such a serve for him to like dye it like white or like wear a white wig in the same style because people would be like, because oh, you know, it would be oh, a hell yeah. brand change, but it would be so fresh and cool that I feel like people would be like, oh my God, you know? I'm going to throw this out there. Let me shave your head. Okay, you gotta buy me. You gotta buy me two wigs then. <laughs> but I get to pick them. You don't get to pick them. You can pick one. I'll pick the other one. Natalie, Natalie can pick them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Send That's... me the photo. Because obviously, like, obviously, I'm you, down with that. I'm down with that. You know your wigs already. Yes. Yes. So Natalie gets to pick the wigs. Cool. Cool. I, love I would look it. horrible I with a shaved it. head. I lo I would look horrible with a shaved head because I have a giant round head. Me too. But I, I, I like used to do it all the time. Ernie. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, fucking a, <laughs> fucking a. I I want to do this. But yeah, we can but, do that. But we we, I'm down we with promised that. AJ. Yeah, but that that's not gonna happen. But but uh, I don't have the money to go to Florida to get that haircut. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. Well, if as right. long as we do it on the show, it's okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's good press. It's a write-off business expense. Yeah, I can donate it, so it'll be good. We'll let everybody exactly. know where it's donated, all that kind of good stuff. So I'm, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. So Natalie, uh, again, we took we took a ton of your time, and I don't know how many podcasts you've done already, but like none of them are going to be as cool as this. So sorry. This was a really good episode. I will say, <laughs> or, it's be or it'd be so as long fun. as this. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, can you let everybody know before we sign off here where they can find? everything you all right well you can find me on instagram i'm most active there natalie newton boom no spaces no underscore and the way you say my name pronounce it natalie newton boom spelled n-a-t-a-l-i-e-n-o-o-t-e-n-b-o-o-m boom and I'm working on my TikTok situation, but don't count on it. And um, Ugh, so you can awful. find me on Spotify, Apple Music, all streaming platforms, especially YouTube. I run that shit up. And nice. thank you so much. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much for being here. And like I said before, we have this question that we ask people. And we asked you earlier, and it was Lady Gaga. Right, and that was the immediate answer. Right? We didn't even get to talk about Lady Gaga, which we yeah we barely love, we barely love to talk Gaga. about, which is amazing. Um, I would like to know that after having all this conversation, like one thing I will say that I kind of think is your bacon. I think okay that I think that honestly, like being you and making statements, yeah, is your bacon. A little bit, you know? Um, yeah. 
which I which I think is very cool. Uh, so after talking to you, like I, I get that kind of a vibe from from what you do. Uh, I don't think like of course music's your bacon. You know, you grew up on it. It was your thing. You had Ozzy Osbourne songs in the in the garage, Breaking Benjamin songs, which he has a tattoo of. Um, you know, like I know that that's your thing, but I I feel like just being having the freedom and the confidence and the ability to just fucking do whatever you want is also your bacon. And I I think that's pretty Hell awesome. Yeah. But like after after having this conversation and after thinking about more stuff and do, talking about everything from paranormal shit to uh, to vegan cheese, to like everything that we talked about. If I were to ask you right now again, and it can be the same answer, that's fine. What would you say, Natalie, what is your bacon? Who? Um, I guess opening people's minds, like you said, basically. Mm. I, I want to open people's minds. I want everyone to feel more open-minded and have you know, the ability to take on new perspectives. And if I can help somebody do that um, or lead that journey or whatever through my music or just witnessing all my differences, <laughs> that is definitely my bacon. Awesome. Awesome. I yes. love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you for spending your time with us. Indeed. We really do appreciate you. You have an open door policy with the show. Anytime you have anything to promote, anytime you want to do anything, you please come back on. Hang out with us. Everybody that's listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us your time, showing us your uh, your love and appreciation. Thank you for checking out Natalie and all of her stuff online, checking out all of her music, checking out her cover of Rocket Queen and staying in touch so you can see what she's got coming up next and uh, remember to ask yourselves every single day when you wake up, in the middle of the day, when you're pissed off at the end of work, when you're doing something that you love, just remember to ask yourself and take a second, even if it's just a second. Mm -hmm. The most important question you can ask yourself, what is that question, Mike? Me? Yeah. We usually, we usually ask our guests. Well, you first. What is your bacon? She got us. Oh, she fucking... What's your bacon? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you let me have that one. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. I let you have that one. You did let me have that one. Because everybody gets that. one. I appreciate that. Um, I'm everybody. So, so full <laughs> disclosure, we, we did not just end that episode. We ended up talking to Natalie for another, like, what? 45 minutes oh yeah i have i have i have no idea at what point the episode ended in our conversation so whatever you just heard as the ending i'm not sure where that was yeah we we, we ended up talking to her for way longer yeah and um it's probably another 40 minutes or so but man she's an interesting character yeah I i'm not gonna i'm time. not gonna i'm not gonna lie we we were we did have our reservations I don't think it was reservations, but no. I think it was like, um, I don't know what this is going to be. Yes, right. Because uh, she is just inherently kind of undefined. Right. Right? Yes, 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 and yes. yes. Everything, That's a great way to put it. Everything we found about her was definitely 
um, pointed at a certain, like either her modeling or a little bit about her music. And it was very pointed at that thing. And we were like, I don't, it's hard to find anything about her personality or right. what she's going to be like. And she comes from a successful and, and famous family and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, uh, I don't know what kind of person we're about to talk to. Um, because I, I can't find anything that gives me a clue. And, dude, we, we talked to a really cool fucking person. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she was a she's lot of awesome. fun. And and I hope she comes back. Yeah. Uh, we, we invited her back. Yeah. Uh, she's welcome. And I'll say, that didn't mean that we thought it was going to be negative, just that we didn't right. know. Right, we didn't So it was like, I don't know where what to we prep were going. for or, yeah. or how to approach things. Because if you don't have a, if you don't have at least a little bit of a, a cue on the person by by hearing them or hearing them or seeing an interview where they kind of give away a little bit about them. It, it's kind of like, okay, how do I approach this? Where's where's the humor going to be? Where's this going to be? Where's that going to be? Uh, and I will say within five seconds of talking to her before we even did seven questions, it was, it was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Gloves right, are off. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Awesome. Because it was yeah. like, it was a good 10 minutes of figuring out how to even get her video working. <laughs> and yeah. she was just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. We're going to figure it out. And it was just kind of like, okay, cool. The, the, okay, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, because it could be fun. We're just going to be three artistic people having a conversation, which is what this show is supposed to be. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. So uh, speaking of artistic people, Jimsy, yeah. where, where do they find you and your things? Oh, well, if you think I'm artistic, I appreciate it. And you can find me at Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. You can find my band Craving Strange at cravingstrange.net, where you will find links to us on all the socials and all the streaming services. we got music coming out all the time, so please check it out. You can always find us. You can find something heavy, Mike's band. And you can find all Bacon is my podcast stuff over on strangerhoodtv.com. That is the parent network to our show to our music stuff, to our friends doing some cool shows like the Top 20 with DJ or Indeed. My Top 5 with Chris Waterbury. All that kind of stuff is over there, so check that out. Where can they find you, bud? Personally, at me, my own self, Mike, on all the socials. But my band, like you said, Something Heavy, it's yeah. on all digital streaming platforms. We've got a new single coming out, I'm sure. Eventually. Yeah. Soon. Definitely. I mean, you see, like, okay, so you don't see this anymore, but usually you see there's, like, this little whiteboard here where we have our recording yeah, we framed pro- things a lot progress. We, we changed we changed things. We did a little change. You, you wanted to, you, you you said this a while ago. I you did. You were like, I don't I want did. that whiteboard in there. I, I did. Like, but I know. it's fine. It's just progress, and there's no progress happening. Right, but right I still now. like this. But now there's, like there's progress. If you can't see this, go to StrangerTV.com just to see it and tell exactly. us if you think it's an improvement. I agree. I agree. But, uh, yeah, we, we got singles in the works. We got... I got another thing that I want to talk to you about off the air. Oh, cool. So you guys won't know anything about it. Not yet. Not yet. But we, someday. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, something heavy... Music on all the social streaming, uh, social platforms. Yes, and then something heavy on all the social, uh, the, all the digital 
streaming platforms. We should end the show. Hell yeah. Check out BaconIsMyPodcast.com for all that kind of stuff. Find our band, Bacon Is My Passion. Mm-hmm. We are recording, like we said, a brand new Twitch. EP. We're on Twitch live Dot every TV. Thursday night. Twitch.tv slash Bacon Is My Pod. You can check that out and see us recording this whole process the whole songwriting recording tracking everything check it out there if you i got notes if you want to help us out in any kind of meaningful way uh you can either jump on bakersmypodcast.com and buy a t-shirt check that out buy something from one of our sponsors check that out or find us on patreon patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast and you can help the show you get extra stuff you get uh, early access, early access to things, extended episodes, extended cooking, all kinds of weird shit. So check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the family. And always remember to ask yourself every single Wait. day. You do it. Every single day. What? Wait. Do it. What is it that makes your day better? What is it that makes your night better? What is it that makes everything go a little bit easier in your life? Ask yourself. Just take a minute wait. every day. Make him wait for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. What's your bacon? World peace. Peace. <laughs>